Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. It's been a little bit more than a week, but you know me. Your host, Alex, is still alive and kicking. Just had a busy couple of days full of events. Today's date, a little proof of life for you. It's Sunday, the Lord's Day, July 30, 2023. I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I recognize that a lot of the content is, uh, I mean, it's a podcast style and motivation style posts that go up on our Instagram profile. That being said, because there won't be videos, um, in-depth videos, I'm still trying to figure a way whether or not There could be uh, shorter YouTube videos, like YouTube shorts, essentially. I mean, we did try to venture out into TikTok, but we got got shadow banned. What was it? Day two? (laughs) Uh, That's what we get for trying to follow trends or trying to corporatize trends. So the way I'm going to speak, and I think I've done a fairly good job thus far and that is to be calm to be clear trying to be more and more organized as seasons have gone on and the episodes have built up and i'm thinking that this therapy that i've created i've volunteered myself for has helped make me a better orator a better speaker and hopefully better able to verbalize my thoughts and the opinions of my own and of those around me, especially as it relates to corporate. That being said, I also recognize that 30 minutes, though it's free, can go by relatively quickly. And so I will continue keeping these free and try to publish as many of them as I can every week. There was a, I mean, there was a period when I was doing one a day and then that kind of scaled and fell off, especially as summer was beginning to pick up. And that's just because of the work that I have to do on the outside. But but who are you to complain, right? If I'm donating my time, if I'm investing my time willingly, I am cognizant of the fact that the time I invest is what will ultimately serve to give me positive results. So the more I invest, the more output. Quality in, quality out. That being said, I don't, I don't think we'll be doing videos anytime soon. And that's something because, you know, the resources available, time, energy, money, not really an issue, but having to coordinate with uh, teams 
having to coordinate with contractors on on substantial side projects that don't directly drive the mission is a little hard to justify. I mean, maybe if I pick up another body, I might be able to uh, delegate more. But with the folks we have now working with me and behind the scenes, I think we have more than enough outreach for the people who actually give a shit. So, with that in mind, I mean, the, the mission hasn't changed. My goals haven't changed. The objectives have not changed. And that is to become a better, to aspire to be a better professional, a consummate professional with every passing day, every interaction. It's a challenge. It's a challenge because, as you know, business is war. And the sooner you come to terms with that, the sooner you wake up to that fact, the sooner you can get to becoming productive. The sooner you can learn how to work with people, working for yourself. Today's question is coming from r slash career guidance. And they've flared this post for advice. So they are seeking a little uh, constructive criticism, if you will. Right? This being our office hours, it's, it's open, but you should keep in mind, you should bear in mind that you come to me, you come to us with questions. Then you better prepare yourself to be served with commentary and it's commentary as of now if you can glean those points of advice those tips the hints the actual nuggets of knowledge and wisdom i don't know if you're noting them down on paper or just keeping a mental run of things then this podcast will serve you not just entertain you or distract you from your work it will serve to serve you to make you a better professional have you take a look inside or through the mind's eye of a corporate cowboy and potentially influence you to move like a corporate cowboy. So this post, the title of it is asking, 28 years old and I don't know how to switch careers. I mean, they're not much younger than I am. And career changes can be a uh, tumultuous time, a very radical time person's life no matter the age no matter the age but i think the older you become it's a double-edged sword because you could change careers just as easy i feel like a lot of 
seasoned professional are more adaptive to change, to this kind of sudden change in the trajectory of one's career. They, if, I mean, if they've grown and developed to be capable professionals, they're better able to adjust when change is required, when change becomes necessary. A younger person, because of a lack of experience or a lack of exposure, they just haven't been put into these types of situations that call for critical thinking, that call for effective coping and stress management. And not just stress management, but a revamped, a revitalized, a more efficacious approach to time and energy management. More order out of chaos. That's what a lot of professionals are good at. That's what a lot of professionals are good at. I'm not going to say all of them. And I'm not even going to say most of them. But a good handful of professionals are real adept at handling pressure and maintaining order through chaos. Maintaining. I mean, to those that are having their worlds burned down around them, if they see someone not sweating in the fire, to them, that's near miraculous. But to that professional, it's another Tuesday. It's another business cycle. It's another, yeah, it, it, it's another business cycle, another fiscal year. <laughs> if it comes... In cycles, it's something that you should be able to distill down into predictable values, predictable variables. Something you should see coming on the horizon. Alex is getting real philosophical on just the title. <laughs> so let's start with the body a little bit. They're saying, so I want out of my career. They're 28. They're in a career. They've got an established career apparently, and they want out. They write, I've been an automotive mechanic for almost five years now, and the pay is decent, but I hate the hours and I hate the job. What started as a way to make money doing my hobby now has become the dread of my life. It's stressful. I hate the business. I hate how it's run. I hate cars. Damn. I don't think he ever truly loved the business. He probably still has and notice how I'm gendering this person, but they probably still have some deep, some profound interest in cars. 
but it's their mismanagement of professionalism. It's their misapproach. It's their mistaken, their wrongful approach to the business that has stamped out their love of life, their, their spark for auto tech, for automotive technologies, for mechanics. That's sad. That really is sad. But more often than not, these people are not without blame. They've got to shoulder some of the responsibility. They've got to take account of the fact that they maybe weren't a good employee, even if the pay was decent. And now they're beginning to bitch about the hours and how the business is run. I mean, we haven't learned anything about the client, be they hypothetical, but it doesn't mean that every hypothetical client can just be excused from the fact that because they're an employee and someone else pays them, that they are not responsible for how the business runs. You might not have a profit share in the business. It might not be employee owned but you run the shit you run it you're on the ground level you're on the front line you handle the public even if the public is by way of your colleagues by way of your manager customer service and i've said this Time and time again, customer service flows up. Customer service flows in just like it flows out. Flows up and in just like it flows out. I mean, you've got to learn to manage your manager, to service your manager in a way, in a way that allows you, that ensures that you secure your interests in the business. They write, <clears throat> what started as a way to make money doing my hobby now has become the dread of my life. It's stressful. I hate the business. I hate how it's run. I hate cars. I hate the wear and tear of my body. The business is all about making money at the employee's and customer's expense. Damn. I'm going to say yes and no. I mean, if, if that's all they believe the business is about, this is where we would begin to ask the hypothetical client questions during intake. Whether or not they actually know what goes into running an automotive business. You want to be well-rounded and needle-sharp? I mean, you've got to show that you've got the capacity to hone in on the fine details of business that is selling and socializing and networking and marketing, as well as the broad strokes. That is 
team cohesion. I mean, when you're a manager, you are, you're, well, you're meant to be a leader, but more often than not, people, they don't even fall into these management positions. These management positions fall into these people's laps. And they haven't got the first fucking clue on how to manage people, on how to manage business, much less how to lead either. The business is all about making money at the employees and customers' expense. I've been to a few shops and they are all ran the same. I can't just walk away though. I have a house, I have bills I need to pay, and even though I make decent living, I'm still struggling living paycheck to paycheck. I think this is a good time for a legal disclaimer. And I do this every episode, sometimes in the beginning, sometimes in the end or in the middle. But anything you hear that I say or that we say or that we broadcast or distribute, anything we say should not be taken as legal advice should not be taken as personal legal advice, right? If you haven't retained us, if you haven't engaged us, if you haven't contracted with us to help you, right? This, this advice that you hear right now, it's just general advice. It's what a corporate cowboy would do. But be mindful of the fact that this pertains to one person's, one singular person's situation. Our hypothetical 20-year-old automotive mechanic friend. So, now that we recognize, now that we're cognizant of the fact that we don't even have that much information to go on without the hypothetical client in front of us to interview and to inquire and, and ask follow-up questions of we only have what they write to go on and it's not much they write i have a house i have bills i need to pay and even though i make decent living i'm still struggling living paycheck to paycheck and I don't live a lavish lifestyle. I just don't know how to switch careers. I don't know what I can do using my skills I already have and make the same kind of money. I've pigeonholed myself and need help and looking for advice. I'm honestly thinking of quitting and working at Dunkin' Donuts or something just for the sake of my mental health while I figure this out, but I know I won't be able to support myself. I feel trapped. <laughs> Why would you feel trapped? <laughs> Is it because you haven't thought of or you haven't educated yourself on how to navigate through the corporate hierarchy, right? Regardless of how big your shop is, you could be working at a small mom and pop or at a large uh, corporation, 
what is it? Pep Boy, Meineke. Any one of these. Any one of these. Has an organizational hierarchy. And those rungs in the ladder, those layers to the hierarchy, have their rules. Have their own particular sets of rules to follow in order to be compliant and to get promoted. But you've got to demonstrate that you're capable, that you're able. If all you can do is show up and work, all they're going to do is give you work. No real opportunities for progress. No real shot at moving up without you first taking the initiative. Without you first showing that you are capable. And you want to leave for Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, we don't know. We don't know if the hypothetical client's situation is beyond salvage, right? If it's non-salvageable at all, if the bridge is on fire and it's past the point of just charred, if it's burning, if it's, if it's being consumed and falling apart, yeah, you know, that bridge might not be worth saving. But even at a point when fires have just started, there's a little smoke damage beginning to appear on this bridge, right? I'm painting a picture here. It can still be saved. It requires drastic measures. Now, you don't want to, you don't want to fear, you don't want to grow desperate, you always want to move calmly, collected, and cool. Remain level-headed and even-keeled, <laughs> or is it evenly-keeled? I'm thinking of, thinking of, uh, what's it called? Iron working, equally, evenly quenched. That one I'm thinking of? Even keeled? <laughs> but going to work at Dunkin' Donuts is not going to resolve your underlying issues. Thinking that work is going to be easier in some place because it's, what lower wages i mean if you're if you're making decent money now you're going to leave for a minimum wage spot because you think it's going to be easier nah man you'll be treated even more like shit you think you think the uh, objective of making money in business is to take all the all the costs and the charges 
out of employees and customers, man, minimum wage jobs are even worse. You get paid less. So of course, those costs and those profits are coming out of your ability to produce it. Just a matter of educating yourself and moving up. You probably still got some, some idea, a good idea, that you can capitalize on. I'm not going to say probably. You do have. You do have an underlying idea, some, some suppressed or repressed idea to capitalize on that you might have put on the back burner for the sake of your career fucking five years and jumping from shop to shop, right? They couldn't even be five consecutive years at one place because what, you're incompetent? You're inept? <laughs> and what I'm giving you is tough love, right? Sure, you are a career mechanic, but it hasn't been at one place that you helped grow and it's not that we don't know that they're just a hypothetical client just not telling us that in their prompt right but we would ask them these questions these are questions we would want to know whether or not they specialize in a particular car make or car model or a particular service that's not just tuning up. Maybe it's modifying, modifications. It may not be the, the basic and routine maintenance that goes into a vehicle. Brakes and alignment, oil changes. What if it's something more? But that takes knowing what, what is available what is out there in the automotive field that this person can transfer their skills into. Now, you can come to us. You can come to us and we can do the legwork for you. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you money because it's costing us time and energy. And that is, in essence, a business agreement. That is an exchange, right? That would be a contract. That we, would, that we would bargain for. So that you can focus on your work and we can help you do your work better. Maybe at the same place. Maybe at a different place. But at a Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, you're... There. They are asking. They are asking about using their skills and switching careers. Right now, unless you've been actively public, public facing and interacting with the customer, I don't know, maybe explaining to them in simpler terms what it is when you're, when you are uh, adjusting the timing on their car because their timing belt or timing chain was out of whack and you have to explain it to them by breaking it down and letting them know like as if they were a fifth grader, what it is you're doing to their car 
to justify the expense, right? But if you're not doing that, if the customer is just having to deal with a manager who's charging them a standard rate without any explanation, any justification, any actual service, which in theory, most every manager should have some, some service component, some ability to, to socialize, but sometimes they don't, right? They just want the, they want the authority that comes with the title without the responsibilities that come with keeping it, that come with maintaining it. And it's not just the title, that, that come with keeping the business open, that come with maintaining good business relations. You've got to be social. You've got to be professional. The two go hand in hand. So if our hypothetical client had an inept manager, and this manager wasn't doing their part to pull their weight and informing the customer. And I do mean informing, informing them, educating them ever so slightly in order to massage the fact that they're paying for a service at maybe double or triple the amount that they would had they saved the money by doing it themselves and just I don't know, watching a, a, a tutorial online. But if they're not doing that, the customer is going to walk away feeling ripped off. The customer will nag. The customer will complain. And that shit rolls downhill to the manager and then onto you. For failure in the chain of conduct. Notice how I didn't say chain of command. It's in the chain of conduct. Now, having to reverse engineer that interaction, having to having to reverse engineer that interaction and improve it, it's going to take some time. And this is then this this part is where we as corporate cowboys get paid to be your consultant, right? It's going to require you moving in a manner, changing the way that you conduct your business so that you handle the manager in a way that you want them to handle the customer. Right? If the shit rolls downhill, I'm not going to say don't push back, but using a little, a little judo, a little aikido, there is a way to hustle, to, uh, to jug, <laughs> to jug those complaints. Because that's really what they are. They're complaints from the customer to the manager, from the manager to you. But you can change the way those complaints come down and potentially prevent them. But it requires some professional initiative on your part. 
if you don't have the initiative, if you don't have the will to improve business for your sake, you know, I don't know if you have a family or not. The hypothetical client here never claimed to have a family, but they say they make decent money, but they have bills to pay. Okay. And they, and they live paycheck to paycheck. So if they're not willing to undertake a little additional legwork, don't even call it work from your work work. Call it your personal project. Right? And, and this personal project, because this is how I've navigated my career, this personal project of improving business at every point of contact. That is, in every job that you hold. And this could have been done in, in every shop that this hypothetical client was a mechanic at. Right? If you go in with the personal project of improving business relations, you can't lose. You can't lose. No matter what happens. No matter the changes that occur in the chain of command, in the organizational structure, the fact that you've got to change your career, they start this first sentence as they want out of their career. They want another change into something completely different. But this, this human condition for the need to constantly improve, and it is a need, but whether you want to or not is another question, right? It's a need. The human condition is the need to improve. It's going to be in every fucking career, not just in making donuts, not just being an automotive mechanic. Notice how I started with making donuts first. You know, I'm trying to beat them to the punch where if they start on their first day making donuts, they're going to realize that the shit continues to roll downhill. Until you do something about it. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying do something drastic. I'm not saying jump to the last resort, right? That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the shit always rolls downhill until you work with professionals, right? If the manager realizes that they are working with a professional, you think they're going to roll shit on to you? Nah. No. Your reputation, your reputation, your reputation and repertoire will begin to precede you. But the change comes from within. You, in this, in this sense, you must manifest the change that you want to see. No homo. Because as much as I don't like sounding cliche, I mean, it sounds kind of fruity. But in this sense, it's true. You're not faking it till you're making it, right? You, you are not faking it till you make it. Either you are professional or you're not. It's that simple. If you conduct yourself as a professional around your mechanic colleagues, then more than likely they won't hide the 10 millimeters from you. More than likely they won't pull any shop shenanigans with, with the, uh, 
with with any of the uh, of, of the tools or the lifts that right like the shenaniganry would stop or at least lessen or be reduced whenever you are in their presence and vice versa whenever they are in your presence right they would tone it down they would change the way they speak change the way they act But changing, changing, changing careers, right? Changing fucking careers. Being a mechanic is good work. Being a mechanic is actually in demand right now. Folks are hiring. Folks need good mechanics. Now, if you're not a good mechanic, because we don't know whether or not this person's been written up or disciplined because their work is shoddy. Because their work is garbage. We don't know this. But folks are paying decent money for journeyman mechanics. For good mechanics. <laughs> but I like the fact that they want to change their career and their first idea, the first idea that comes to their mind is Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I'm not judging. But I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't. <clears throat> Have yourselves a good one. Don't sell yourself short.